Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to the empowering mindset coach and host of Uncover Your Magic podcast, Ashley Goner. Are you ready to create the life of your dreams? Are you scared to take the leap? Meet Ashley, who took that leap and today teaches kids how to manifest their dreams. She's here today inspiring you with tools she's teaching the next generation as well as you right now. Get ready to be empowered and live your best, most creative life and inspire others too. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Ashley. Thank you. So nice to meet you and be here. And it's so fun. It's not a normal being on the other side of the interview. It's sometimes harder because I love to interview. So thank you for having me. Yeah. And looking through everything, I know you've been in the personal development world a long time, decades now. How did you get introduced to all of that initially? You know, I think it's just you're either a seeker or you're not. I feel like that's just part of your what you're born with. And I've always been a seeker and I always knew there was more and I always wanted to know. And, you know, I think I grew up with my dad reading Wayne Dyer books. I remember seeing those on the shelves and, you know, my mom, we were always really spiritual and always at the bookstore looking at this, the new age, whatever you sit there and listen and read. And then I was got into Abraham Hicks and went down that rabbit hole for a long time. I went to all her classes when I was in my twenties. And just kind of evolved from there. Yeah, that's so great. We had nothing in my house growing up. I can't even fathom what you're saying that we had all kinds of books, but nothing of the spiritual ilk at all. We were twice a year Jews. Twice a year, we celebrated a Jewish holiday. Like that was it. Oh, funny. (laughs) I know. But my kids, on the other hand, are like, they're now eye-rolling teens in college. And, you know, my daughters come around a little bit, but they started off like they meditated when they were little kids with the kids' meditations where you hold your bed and it's fun. And they've gone through different periods, but they will be like you saying, they grew up with all of this. Yeah, yeah. so am I, believe me. <laughs> right. So are your kids open? Like when I know you say that you teach them the laws of attraction and so on. Were they open to that? And are they still now that they're teenagers? Oh, yeah. I see the fruit of my labor. You know, I, since they were little, I didn't have them till I was 37 and 40. And, you know, when I was going through all this development and going through my journey in my 20s and 30s, I always knew I wanted to have babies. And I just knew it would come in the right timing and I'm full on believer of divine timing and everything happens for a reason. And I just knew I always wanted to teach them when they were like in my belly, really just these tools to empower them to believe that they can be, do, or have anything. And everything's always working for you. And so they started their life off like that. And it's not even like we went through phases of interest or not interest. It was just, we've really developed a muscle. I always say that, like, it's not even a choice. Like that's just who we are. This family in this, the dynamic that we've created is all that. If you were a fly on the wall in this house, you'd be like, wow, it's hard to say something negative. It's hard to talk about being sick. We talk about the wellness. So they've always grown up that way. And now that they're 13 and 15, I just see it even more beautiful. Like I see them doing it because they've created platforms to teach their friends and their peers, the positive mindset tools. 
See, that's amazing. I love hearing that. It really, it is. And I know that you manifested your soulmate. You manifested businesses. It's really incredible. Do you want to talk about what you teach it? And for anybody who's listening that doesn't know what the laws of attraction or what manifestation is, do you want to just explain what it is and what you do? Sure. You know, I believe that your thoughts and the words you think are the most powerful, the simplest things, because that's how simple it is to create. It's we're the creator of our reality. We're not, you know, no one else is creating in our life. It's just this, this body and the soul that's in this body. We are the creators and we can do anything. So when you have the words, you know, I always talk about say, act as if speak it into existence, you know, manifest, we'd have vision boards, you know, we talk about, you know, the reticular activating system when you find one thing one day and I created a car, my car in quarantine went to be a lemon. And I said to the girls, if mommy could get a new car, what would you want it to be? And they both said a white Range Rover with white interior. And I just laughed because I thought, okay, I'm not a big flashy car girl, but I thought I'm going to teach them at 11 and whatever ages they were in 2020, that you can do anything. You can have anything when you understand your brain, when you see it. So we started doing the white Range Rover, white interior, not black, reticular activating game. So I don't know if you understand that. Yeah, but But, why don't you go ahead? Yes. It's just science. It's in your brain and you could be looking for you wanting to get pregnant. This is just an example. And everywhere you turn, it's like there's a commercial on getting pregnant. Then your friends are getting pregnant. They've always been there. It's always been there. It's just this part of your brain is now looking for that. So we started looking for white Range Rovers. And the first day, there's probably three, you know, by day 18, every car was a white Range Rover. So we go take a picture of it at the shop, at the car dealership. We see it. And two weeks later, I mean, it can happen as fast as that day, but we created a white Range Rover with white interior. And now for me as a mom, as a teacher, as someone that wants to inspire people to believe that they can have anything and there's no limits. I love that story. And I wanted my kids to experience that. So there was no way I was, when my husband said, I found one with black interior, I said, no, it has to be white. So when you understand manifesting and law of attraction and the powerful that we all have the tools inside of us to manifest anything, you know, you probably, did you listen to the first episode of Uncover Your Magic and how I manifested my husband with a greeting card? You know, it's like, there's just so many different things you can use as tools, but you have the power and that's what people don't, you know, unless they're taught that or are interested or seekers like we are to learn that they just kind of go on their day as kind of the, you know, default. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And I also taught as another part of that is God doesn't drive parked cars. You can't sit in a corner and go, but God, please bring me this. I'm manifesting this. Like action has to accompany it. Totally. You have to then, even if it's 15 minutes of action towards your dream or towards whatever it is that you're trying to do, that you have to do some sort of action. Yes. A hundred percent. And I always say like your intuition, like teaching that to children is listening to their intuition. And when it says go to, you know, the Starbucks, I don't know why, but you go there, who's going to be there? You know, I don't know, just listening to your intuition. I always am asking like, what's the first thought in your mind say, and take that action. And then you don't know. It's like, I always talk about the breadcrumbs, you know, taking the action, picking up the breadcrumbs, 
discovering the magic, but everything is on the other side of fear. So this fear wall that it's always as everybody's like holds us back, the ego, the fear that, you know, that everyone wants to be safe and the ego wants to keep us safe. But once you push past that fear, that's what I talk about magic, but that's in any part of your life. You can look back the minute, the one day that you push past the fear to get that goal, that's when the magic, and that's when you start believing once you push past that fear, you know, it's endless, unlimited. Yeah, it's so true. I love the magic on the other side of the fear and it's walking through and you don't have to walk through it alone as long as you acknowledge it and just tell someone, hey, this is what's going on. It also dissipates so much of it. Once you do that, you're like, oh, it's not as bad anymore. Well, I always say, you know, you look back and go, well, I did that. So I can do that. Like you just keep thinking it's just empowering. You know, you can just keep empowering yourself to build that confidence. So nothing seems hard or impossible. Or if it did, it takes the magnitude of the fear is diminished because you've done it a few times. So you can look back, especially teaching kids that at a young age. Yeah, definitely. And I was taught I can only compare myself to where I've come from. Yes. Compare myself to other people. And that's empowering also. Yes, for sure. Okay. So you were also talking about your podcast and all these people. I know for me, I have interviewed such amazing people and they teach me so much. I know they're teaching the listeners and people are getting a lot out of it, but I could rattle off so much that I've learned from like, I mean, of course, all the incredible religious leaders and things like that, because I never knew anything about that before, but also like the healers and things. I looked at some of a lot of the people that have been on your podcast as well. What are your, some of your favorite things that you've learned that have helped you? And then those will be tools that I'm sure will help people listening. Yes. You know, now that we have like similar amounts of episodes on our podcast, you can look back at a podcast and look at it as your story of growth of evolving into who you are at episode. I think I just put 109 in the queue. So, you know, if I go back to episode 10 and look at those guests, that's where I was for my journey to learn and grow. And then I get into the twenties and thirties and I keep evolving. And then, you know, then it's new people come into my life. And I know I'm attracting that because my vibration's shifting and I'm attracting different people that will inspire me to grow even more. But, you know, I just had my hundredth episode. It was the top five that I just, there was something about these five guests that either it was a dream guest, one that I couldn't believe said yes. And also ones that I either connected to so much that they're my best friend now. (laughs) And also guests that I've had on that I've learned so much that it has really changed my life. So the top five for me, you know, The Secret. Did you ever read the book, The Secret? Yeah, from a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah. from 2006. Uh So I had Joe Vitale, Marie Diamond, Bob Doyle, Joe Vitale and Marie Diamond. Those were the three... I've asked others to come on, but they were, it was a joke. Like, are you playing the secret bingo? (laughs) So (laughs) they were pinnacle part of my life. Like very growing up reading that book when I was having my first baby was born in 2006. So that was when that book came out that started to change my life. Or maybe it started to say, oh, this is all I've been learning from Abraham. And now someone put it in a book. And then Belinda Womack, Suzanne Geisman. Well, Belinda Womack channels the archangels. And she's powerful. And I just went down that rabbit hole and read her book. And that is why I put her on the top five. And then Suzanne Geisman, she channels, she's a medium and evidence-based. She's a military woman that 
came from a very right brain, you know, would never even think of the spiritual side. She's beautiful and she's transformed my life in every way. Like, so how did she transform your life? Teaching me about death, seeing life as we are just energy, looking at life in a different way of like my dad passed away. My connection with my dad since meeting her, I used to, you know, I'd always talk to him and connect. And now, right now it's one, two, three, like that's showing me that's always been my connection to him is one, two, three. So I was like, there you go. That's just a sign that I've even learned from these people that, you know, numbers, numerology, but anyway, a connection that to realize that we never die. I'm not afraid of death. It helped me even with being a parent, hold on to these kids. Like, don't, I don't want you, you know, yeah. worry. And, you know, life was never a worry until you have your babies, you know, and then all of a sudden worry comes on 50 million times. But I just think, you know, it just makes you realize everything's perfect. And when you realize everything's perfect, all the trauma and the, you know, you can never worry like that. Just, I just know that when you take the belief out of your mind that anything could go wrong because you know it's for your highest good and for your growth. That is the where I love. But I Suzanne would have taught me so much from that. I would go down rabbit holes of her YouTube videos because she's so evidential. She'll show you different things that it's like there's no way you're going to question that. And she's so real and authentic. And so those are the, you know, some key guests. There's been so many. Dominic Zenden reads auras. He's from the UK. Him and I have become like best friends and it would be an odd day where we don't talk every day. He's taught me so much about the aura, reading people's auras. He read my daughter's auras and my aura and he's amazing. He's probably one of the only aura readers that really are out there. So that was really fascinating and he's just a beautiful man. So those would be my kind of a little bit of my journey, but it just keeps evolving. You know, it's just so fun. And that's probably why you love podcasting too, because it's so fun to find guests. It's so fun to learn from them. It's so fun to continue that connection because how many times in our lives are we actually sitting with someone for up to an hour, you know, that we get to get to know them? Oh yeah, definitely. I learned about moon cycles. And I feel like some of the stuff I was like, everyone knew this, but me. Right. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I know that women, when they're all together and living together, they can cycle at the same time. But the moon cycle thing, I didn't know about it. And that guest just completely blew me away about how we were going to have more energy during the full moon. And did you know about that? Like, I had no idea. This woman just fascinates me. And about breathing. I know so much about breathing. I'm so conscious of my breath. Right. That it's amazing. But it's true. I started in the beginning more with like, leaders and change agents. And now it's much more towards the healers and things that I've always known and I love. And actually my listeners love hearing about it as well as what is going to give us confidence. Because as soon as we hear the truth, you're just talking about that we are perfect. We get through it and everything is divine timing. I don't know if our minds are sieves or what it is that we don't remember Uh that. Just why it isn't in our DNA that we know it. It is in our DNA, but why don't we remember it and have to be reminded by all these different people? But I sure do. So I figure probably others do too. Right. You know, I think we're born into this body that, you know, we have to have amnesia. And I know that and I know we're here to, you know, there's contrast and we have free will. And we chose to have the contrast and learning, you know, to get to a higher level of 
spiritual growth. But when you listen to someone, like you were saying, the moon thing or the breath, all the different little modalities that are, you know, emerging, they've always been there, but we're just like opening this like Pandora's box of all these beautiful things that are, but it's like a familiar part. So I always feel like it's either that I know I probably knew that before the veil was put in front of my face, but when I hear that, it's just like my soul just craves it because it's like a familiar thing. Yeah, absolutely. And actually the moon cycles, it was just magical listening to her. It really was. And it's all very old. And she does homeopathic remedies and she has an apothecary, which I was like, do you sell that? Like my listeners, actually, I got a lot of response because they're like, are you asking her for her drugs? I'm thinking, well, it's an apothecary. Like instead of going to a CVS, yes, (laughs) I would much rather have homeopathic anything. I Yes, I was asking her for her drugs, I guess. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think of it that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the most common question that you're asked? The most common question, maybe what's my passion and why I was steered to helping kids. And that would just be, you know, starting the podcast. I've always loved being a mom and I've always loved and craved training them and teaching them and giving them the tools. And I think the podcast opened that door. I didn't know why I was going to do this podcast, but I think people always ask like, why would you, you know, passion when you figure out your passion, like this podcast, like you're saying to me, like how much you love it you just realize that's passion because there's not a question. I couldn't wait to come meet you. I couldn't, it gets me excited to find guests. You know, it's such a, that word, unless you could say it till you're, you know, blue in the face, but until you really get it, that's when you realize, oh, I just want you to, it's like, I see these clients of mine. I'm like these little kids. I'm like, I just want you to get your, find your passion. You know, once you get that, you know, it's so fun. So I I guess that would be a long ended version of that what my question is. (laughs) What would you tell somebody who's having a tough time? I don't mean clinical depression, but that general malaise, they're having a hard time, really. They think, ah, everybody's doing this. I don't need to do it. And they're not taking that leap of faith like you did when you quit your job and you ended up opening your spa. I mean, it's a great story. And then by the way, there was a fire and she ended up with a better spot. There's always something better. I love the whole domino effect of right. yeah. the taking that next step of your journey. What would you tell somebody that's afraid to just do it? Do it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for listening. And it's so fun because I appreciate when I'm being interviewed that you really did listen and take the time. It, it means a lot to me. Yes, that story is a really great way of explaining to people that when you surrender and trust and just keep moving forward and not question it, like I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. I didn't know how to do a spa. I didn't have, I mean, I bought houses with nothing. Like I, you know, I just kept doing it, you know? And if you can just like remove that fear and just say, I know that I'm going to be provided for. I know that it's going to be, if it's not this, it's going to be better. You know, it's like, and I guess if I was going to tell somebody, I have a lot of clients that have fear-based thoughts constantly and are always on this loop of negative thoughts and, you know, things are bad. And I'm like, what if, yes, like you could do that forever. But I said, just to be conscious of that, those thoughts and the words that you speak, that little tiny thing can shift your entire life and will shift it. 
but you just don't realize just those little things. It's like, they'll say, what do I do? What do I do? I said, well, stop like talking about how bad everything is or, you know, the negativity. And I always used to say, fake it till you make it. Cause I really lived my life like that, but like, just fake it. If you think it's like not that great, well, make it great. Just say it is great. You know, and it just becomes, it's that energy, it's your vibration. It's, you know, turn on music, make yourself happy. You know, it's really like, what makes you happy? Absolutely. And I love, I heard you saying the fake it till you make it a number of times. And I had somebody kind of famous, pretty famous that I interviewed. And she's like, I don't believe in fake it till you make it. And I thought, I'm not going to fight with you on it, but I absolutely do. Oh, funny. Otherwise I would stay in bed all day. (laughs) Like, what are you kidding? I mean, right. Yeah, you got to get up. It's that whole Mel Robbins five second rule. If you don't act on something in the first five seconds, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, God didn't put that dream, that thought, whatever it is in your head for no reason. Like, go take action or just pretend like you're happy. Act your way into happy. I mean, it's not saying you can't, you don't grieve when that's appropriate and you don't feel your feelings. But I mean, I think nobody would get up. fake it. You just, you have to. It's how we stay how we are. So what's the hardest challenge you've overcome in your life and how'd you do it? My hardest challenge. You know, I guess I don't look at it that way. (laughs) You know, I think a challenge I was, you know, I look back before I started, you know, our learning and growing and, you know, going back to the beginnings of the episodes, but looking at as life. So when I was like, I was in Montana, married, miserable, knew I had to take that step of faith and just leave it because I knew that this wasn't the way I wanted my life to be. It just didn't feel right and never did. So if I had to go back and say, but see, I don't look at that as a challenge. I look at that as I chose that direction. So I had the strength. It gave me the strength to know I can leave and that I can find, I don't need to stay. So I look at challenges like gifts, those little gold nuggets that will say, okay, there's, this is like a challenge in my life, but I know this is something I needed to learn to strengthen my faith, strengthen who I am. Know that I have so much more power than I even thought before that happened. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. Yes, (laughs) completely. I mean, it's through our hardest times that we get the most growth, the most everything. It's where everything comes from is our hardest times. What gave you that oomph to leave a bad marriage, to just drive off from Montana with just you and your dogs in your truck with nothing. (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. What was the breaking point where you're like, this is not right for me? Because a lot of women will just stay. And I say women because they think, oh, you're a lawyer. Of course you can leave. Or I've interviewed people who are, you know, professionals. You had nothing. You left. So it's not because oh, I have a profession. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the individual. Yeah. No, I had nothing. (laughs) I didn't even have a car to bring home. I had to get a U-Haul and I had my dog and I had my dad's office furniture to bring back. And, you know, when you think of, I helped a lot of women leave. I've helped my sister leave a marriage that for 22 years was like a, you know, narcissistic, but understanding that once you do push past that, you know, and stand up and just know. And it's the same thing I said earlier, like once you get to, I think part of my lesson in that life of moving was once you say yes and go, that's when it's like, okay, look at that. Like, look what happened. I never would have, I always say like, even this podcast, 
I would never have met you if I didn't think, listen to that inspired voice in my head in March saying, Ashley, do a podcast. You know, I would, what would I be doing? Folding clothes, <laughs> you know, like, you know, all the things that I used to do, but you know, gosh, when you learn how to, if you're not happy in something, a job, a marriage, anything, something that's not serving you to the highest degree where it makes you feel so good that you just want to share it and shout it to the world. And I mean that, like, that's how we should be living every day. And so when you have that, where it's heavy and you're miserable and you keep talking about it, like, okay, it's time to shift. And to some people, it takes them longer. I'm more of that kind of person that when I know something, I'm a fast decision maker. So I have that going for me, but it's like, okay, this is not working. I'm done. I know that I'm going to find something, but I don't know. I'm U-Haul truck driving with my dog. Like, please God, make this be the right thing. But you just know that having that faith, like just saying, you know, I just, what's going through my soul right now is saying to do this, Ashley, and just do it. If you want to stay here, is that the, what's going to fulfill you? What's going to help you grow? What's going to, you know, light you up? No, you, have you been lit up? So going to, you know, like this feeling of empowerment and taking that step. I just would tell every woman, if you're not happy, nothing's wrong with leaving. Yeah. I had a guest like a month ago, two months ago, whatever. Andre Norman, he's unbelievable. He was a hundred year prison sentence and turned his life around. Speaks everywhere. He's a motivational speaker. Spoke at Harvard from that to Harvard, MIT. It's unbelievable. But he said he counsels some couples who have been together for so long. And he says, well, how long have you guys been feeling this way? He says, some seven years, some, he says, you've been miserable for that long and you're just seeing me now. He says, you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And he said, there's no reason to. Like if you've got something to go after, to go after it, but why sit in misery? So there's no reason to settle in your job or in your relation, a bad relationship or in Mm -mm. anything in life. Like this is it. Yeah. No, we were given this gift to live in this Mm -hmm. body for however long we didn't sign up for misery. If you choose to be miserable, then, you know, then you'll be miserable, but choose to live in joy, live in love. Yeah. Be the one that changes the energy when you walk in a room, like be that person. Absolutely. Because I know that when you're living. Because what you focus on grows. Yes, exactly. Where your energy goes, where your focus goes, energy flows. But, you know, you feel like a lot of women think that divorce is bad or they've signed up for it and they must stay or anything. I mean, it could be a job. I don't even need to focus on leaving a relationship, but you know, when it doesn't feel right and it's not serving your highest good in anything, you don't have handcuffs to that. Nothing's, you know, giving you like, it's just, and it's for the better of both. Yeah, definitely. And I think so many people are really taking the leap now and going for what it is that they want. I think we've seen that happening a lot more now, which is so great because everyone has a unique handprint their own way of saying and doing things, which is amazing. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, you think because of that, like after 2020, like our whole shift in our universe, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think people realize like, well, I, I didn't have to go to work for two years or, you know, now they ventured into something new that was inspiring them that they yeah. never did took the time or had the time to do. Yep. Totally. So do you have a message of hope you want to give? A message of hope. I would just say love. I'm all about everything is love. And when you come from a place of love and know that's really all that we're here to be is love and looking, you know, I always say to my clients or 
you know, we've learned this from the beginning of books, like love or fear, right? You can be from a love or fear. And I always, if any time of doubt, or is it coming from a place of love? And always asking that question to your mind, like, is it coming from a place of love in anything? And when it is, you know, it's right. But if it's, you have that little like hesitation, is it coming from, might be coming from fear, then change your thought and have it come from love. That would be my message. (laughs) That's great. Nothing can ever go wrong when it's coming from that. That's for sure. Oh, thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Oh, thank you so much. It was so fun and so great to meet you. Yeah, so great. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Ashley's messages of magic, intention, and clarity. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week when writer, teacher, and entrepreneur Tom Kugler joins us. Tom's a great success story, and he's the image of his motto, you can do more than you think. It's a great story of someone who wasn't living his dream life, so he forged his own path doing what he loves, which is traveling and writing. And he now teaches others how to do what you're meant to do, whatever it is that you love. He's a plethora of information and full of so many tips for you. That's next week. I know you're going to love that episode. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you're struggling with the most right now so that I can make sure I'm giving you the topics that you want to hear. Let me know what you liked on this episode, what it is that you maybe didn't like. I can take it. Don't worry. Just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and send me a message. Thanks so much. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.